once you do say to the world, I'm ready, this is me, I know I'm intuitive, and I, and it's like you put your hand up and a light goes on, you know, and then, then it's like the universe goes, yep, radio, great, because you've just stepped into more of your soul path, what your, what your destiny is. And, of course, doors open for you. It's like anything if you decide that something is really your, your path and something is your, your passion, the universe conspires to make it so. And so on one way, yes, you are alone. Another way, you're never alone. Hello and welcome to Brilliant Misfits, talks with women who are the renegades, the creatives, the entrepreneurs, the artists who didn't fit in and how they've turned it around by courageously following the beat of their own heart. We'll be discussing all things creative, mindful and artful to inspire you to do it your way and be brilliant with your host, Asia Kennedy. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Brilliant Misfits. I just want to say I'm totally grateful that you're tuning in, and today I have a very special guest. You're going to really love what she has to share today. She's truly a brilliant misfit. Her name is Denise Litchfield, and, you know, she describes herself as it makes me crack up. She describes herself as the snotty kid who never got picked for sport teams, who wore long dresses when everyone else wore short ones, and spent most of her lunch times in the library because she was too shy to socialize with the others. Now, I can't believe this, having known her on the internet and on Facebook. Um, she doesn't seem like a shy person to me, but, you know, she said she could always hear see and feel the presence of spirit around her and thought that everyone else could too until she realized they couldn't. And it took her decades to find out what that meant and how to make it her superpower. So I want to get into that with her because I think that it's a familiar story to everyone. So welcome to the show, Denise. I'm delighted to have you. Oh, thanks, Aisha. I'm, it's an honor to be here. And you're busting my podcast, Cherry, I have to say. Hey, that's fantastic. <laughs> because I have to say, you do the most amazing videos. And for the listeners, I, I highly recommend you go to her website and check out her videos or join her Facebook group because, I mean, they always make me laugh. But at the same time, there is such um, wisdom and tips and tools that I always take away from your little videos. So it's an honor to have you doing an audio. So, um, mm. and I'm happy that it's the first uh, podcast that you're doing with me. <laughs> so I want to dive into this whole thing about being a misfit because um, you did a, a webinar recently and, and this is why I contacted you because mm. when you were describing your life story, and talking about how you felt like a misfit and I just said oh I have to have her on the show because there are a lot of women out there who have gifts uh, similar to yours and you know it's not I don't think it's an easy thing you said you've always been a weird kid and now yeah. it's your superpower so I want you to just um, you know tell us a little bit about that about growing up and and having the gifts that you do and what those gifts are being the weird kid, yeah. I, I remember I got a note home from school when I was about 10 saying, can Denise please just wear any other colour except black to school? 
Um, I was heavily into my witch phase at 10. I think I was a goth before, you know, they even goths were invented. But, yeah, um, I, I guess I, I just was a sensitive kid. But, you know, it took me decades to figure out that that was a thing. I just thought I was shy and I could see, you know, I was scared of the dark. But then I realized it was the things I could see and feel and hear in the dark. And, and of course, I just assumed because I'd seen all those horror stories, I thought they were the monsters or they were the scary things. And I never even knew they were just spirit. And that took so long to figure out. And I guess one of the reasons why I, I work now with women who are just discovering their intuitive gifts is because I had to do it by myself. I didn't have the handbook. I didn't, no one guided me or told me, hey, you you know, you're just intuitive. And I think if someone had have told me that when I was 10, 15, 20, it would have saved me years, of, years of just feeling so odd about myself. Mm. Do you think that like for a lot of women, including myself when I was growing up, that it's a safety thing too? I mean, uh, you know, I, I would see things and I was afraid of the dark but you know mm. I just shut down I shut down mm. because I didn't feel really safe to be who I am mm. absolutely and and if you grow up in a normal family like my family were muggles I guess you know like uh, they they just assume you're you have an overactive imagination or you're I got called a crybaby a lot uh, so I learned very quickly not to talk about it because it wasn't not that it wasn't my parents just didn't know what to do with that mm. you know it wasn't part of their world and so they couldn't bring me or into this feeling of safety uh yeah so absolutely shutting down and then when you of course when you get to be the teenage years all you want to do is fit in oh so, absolutely you know, <laughs> shut that wants right to be down. different no no <laughs> if yeah, i could have gotten new parents i would have <laughs> just to fit in <laughs> Absolutely. Me too. You know, um, yeah, just wanted to fit in, wanted to be normal, just a huge desire to be accepted. Um, so yes, all of that stuff just went to the by and I squished it down. Mm. And so it's a journey for all of us, isn't it? I mean, everyone is on that journey of, of learning to accept themselves. Mm. What, what helped you to do that when you were young? Because, you know, I really struggled with it. And I think today I still do struggle a little bit with that, you know, accepting that, you know, I have intuitive, well, I don't know, power, I guess. I don't know what to call it. But, mm. you know, it's a hard thing to to accept. How did you come about to accept that in yourself and to really own it? Mm. Um, I read a lot of books um, because I, I, I know you mentioned I hung out in the library a lot and I did as a child because it, I found people too scary um, and it, everything, the, it felt like the world was, you know, the dials on the world were turned up for me. So I was seeing and hearing, everything was really intense. So I read a lot of books and um, that was great because I discovered more about the world and more about who I was and what the world was like through books so you know this is before the internet this is back in the stone age and um very much so and i found my friends were books and and the 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 downtime that a lot of sensitive people need you know you get in books too mm -hmm. so um that was until and then until i was about 18 or i left home at 18 and i found myself with my tribe i guess i was very lucky but 
the first people that I hung out with once I left home were also sensitive. So they were the ones that said, oh, no, that is a spirit and this is what you do and this is how you do it and da-da-da. So I was lucky. And I do believe that you do find your tribe mm-hmm. eventually. Yeah. So, yeah, it's like it, it is law of attraction. It's like attract like. And if you're just stumbling around with a sincere desire to understand yourself and understand your place in the world as an oddball, as a misfit, then you will you will discover them and they will come. Hmm. And so you work with women now and helping them, you know, tune into their intuition or well, I don't really know. Can you describe what it is that you're passionate about in your work? Because um, you call yourself a clairvoyant. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. But you also work with groups of women, not just giving them readings, but um, supporting other women who have the similar gifts and they haven't really tuned into it or fine-tuned it. Mm. Yeah. And it's funny because I call myself a clairvoyant, not only because I can see, and which is what clairvoyant means, is clear seeing, but also because I didn't like the word psychic. You know, to me, a psychic was someone with a, you know, a gypsy scarf on and, and a, you know, that was pulling your fortune and probably ripping you off at the same time. And I had all these connotations around the word psychic that just didn't feel like me. So, um, again, when I decided to, you know, say, oh, okay, I'm going to be a clairvoyant, um, I decided to also dedicate a lot of my, my time to reviewing and, and reframing and reclaiming the word psychic to make it reflect something that is, that there's, it encompasses a lot of women and this is the 21st century now, so we don't have to wear the crushed purple velvet and the jangly earrings <laughs> and, you know, and the theatre that, that, that goes with, you know, the performance that goes with, no, we can be ourselves and we can be intuitive and we can still wear jeans and T-shirts if we want to. You know, it's part of us. We don't have to be someone that we are not just because we are also sensitive, psychic, clairvoyant. Mm, so it sounds like it's more bringing in, these sorts of clairvoyant, clairaudient gifts that um, people have into sort of just being normal because in a way it is normal, isn't it? Very much so. And and that's pretty much what my message is. It, hey, you're normal. You're not weird. And even though you might have felt like a misfit, come and hang out with me because I'm a misfit too. And, you you know, my, my Facebook group, I think we've just hit the 1,400 in there. So there's 1,400 other misfits that, you know, come and hang out because it can feel lonely and it can feel isolating and there's no need. Mm. And so, what's um, the name of the group, Denise? Uh, it's called the Psychic Playground. And um, we we aim to have fun in there, um, so we're definitely not very serious, and uh, we don't wear crushed purple velvet. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I mean, we that we do a lot of readings in there. When we do a lot of free readings, is you know, um, I'm really big on training and educating too. So there's there's lots of little videos on how to get the most out of your intuitive gifts. Hmm. So I want to just ask one question that came to me, and maybe the listeners also. Um, would benefit from this is that how do you start to trust things mm. like intuition like what, mm-hmm. what are some signs that that it is intuition because mm. a lot of times I you know I'll even do a pendulum reading and and get a yes and then I'll say nah you know <laughs> <laughs> and it'll be right right it'll be right absolutely yeah. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, look, that the biggest that is the biggest thing, and I I just did a webinar on that, and um, it's because our conscious mind wants to come in and second guess. Uh, so the the biggest tip I can give you is intuition usually is the first thought and we say first thought best thought and it's that little light uh, thought that you can almost disappear like it's so subtle that you have to reach out and grab it it's that very first very light um, yes that's the one and it's also something that you feel as well so not only is it a thought but it's something that you feel in your body and you can actually train yourself to recognize what that feeling is, what those little physical signals are that feels like a yes inside you, feels like a I know kind of feeling. And so if you marry that feeling with oh, I know what this feels like now when I get that uh, to that yes, I'm going to go with that first thought, you're usually on the right track before the monkey mind gets in and goes, like you said, oh, no, that's not right or, or you know, oh, there's a thousand reasons why that can't be right. As soon as you get into that second guessing and big dialogue over, it, it's not intuition. It's your monkey mind. Mm. And, it, and it jumps in quite quickly. <laughs> yeah, it does. Uh, but after a while, it is, you can train. Like, it's like a muscle. You know, intuition is very much like a muscle. You can focus in on it and learn that biofeedback and that's how you get the trust. Yes, I know this is my first thought. I'm going with that. And yes, oh, there's the monkey mind coming in and telling me that it's wrong. Mm. Yeah, so it's it's really important. I mean, I practice uh, and teach mindfulness. And, and what that really yeah. means is that it just gives a little bit of space in between your thoughts. Like instead of just the thoughts coming sort of from the conscious mind and you're just reacting, it, it, there's a spaciousness there that you can step back a little bit and question it and get a little curious about it. So for, mm. you know, applying that to what you're saying, I would, you know, have a first thought and before the monkey mind jumps in or even recognizing or being able to recognize that the monkey mind has jumped in, and then you can see that, oh, I had this first thought and then the second thought came in is, is trying to actually talk me out of it. And mm. so you get a little bit of distance and being able to see what's actually going on in, in that whole process and then make a choice. Very much so. And, and you nailed it when you said uh, distance because the other thing is, uh, the other great indicator of intuition is that there is that detached feeling. It's quite... Uh, unemotional so you know intuition comes as a very much of a that witness observer kind of viewpoint as opposed to the gigantic dramatic emotional like oh my god the world's going to end you know that's that's not intuition that's a fear or that's an old pattern surfacing because of that you can tell because of all the drama going on around it as opposed to that very much spacious space of just observing oh yes this mm, that's a really good distinction talking about the you know um because that's easy to recognize we know when we're in drama and you know the, mm. the adrenaline's running and we feel anxious and and to know that that's not really our intuition that's just fear yeah yeah so what do you think is like the biggest thing that gets in the way of trusting one's intuition um I'd say overthinking very much uh, from from observing uh, all the ladies and the, the questions that come in every day in the Psychic Playground Facebook group. 
a lot of people having psychic openings and awareness and, and certain things that uh, they're experiencing. And then they immediately want to overthink it. Oh my God, what's happening? What does this mean? You know, I'm seeing, I sing um, multiple numbers all the time. What does it mean? What does it mean? And it's like, honey, it doesn't have to mean anything. You know, it just means, hey, you're paying attention. Your awareness is rising. You are now able to be more receptive to the subtle signs and signals that your soul is constantly sending you. And But it's almost now you're waking up, you're aware, you're actually receiving these messages. And the first thing people want to think is, oh, my God, you know, what does it mean? I need to find an angel number or I need to – no, none of that. Just like that's all it is. It's just – you are now receiving this information. Well done. Mm. I think it's difficult in some ways because, you know, when we're children and we're growing up and we go to school, um, we're never actually taught or encouraged to go to this side of ourselves, are we? Mm. No, I think the Steiner schools do it a little bit. But yeah. um, if you just go to a regular school... No, you're not. And and if it is touched on, it's usually from the fear-based stuff. It's usually the scary mm. ghosts and demons and stuff. Mm, but not the more positive no. ways to use it. I mean, to help have it help you in your life in real ways. Mm, very much so. No, it's not. And maybe it's changing, but uh, certainly not as far as I know. And one of the lovely things I am noticing, though, is the, the the current, you know, the mothers now of young children who are bringing up their children with awareness, with mindfulness, with with the sense of, you know, even meditation time and being aware of their spiritual health as much as their physical health and their mental health. Mm, yeah, that's encouraging, isn't it? Mm. I often have this sort of idea and feeling that, um you know, all the past witches, <laughs> all the, the past women that have been burnt at the stake and crucified for, um, you know, being in their power and sharing their gifts. I feel like this, this time right now where we're coming back into at the fold, we're finding each other and um, being able to bring them through in beautiful ways, not like in the dark ways, but in beautiful ways that mm. just simple ways to help us in our lives. Mm. And we're so lucky that the intuition is now mainstream. Mm. You know, you can, you can say I'm intuitive now and no one's really going to raise an eyebrow. Uh, it's much more acceptable now. So we are moving forward. And what would you say, like, for as far as trusting? I mean, you know, you do you do uh, readings for people, and I'm sure that in your little posse that there are other women that have that gift and want to share it as well. Mm. And they're often quite shy, or maybe it's a confidence thing. Or um, do you do you find that's true? And how would you help? women that need to really find that confidence to step into their gifts and share them. Mm, um, I actually, there's, I've done a whole lot of free training videos in my um, Facebook group that help them do that. And also at the moment we're encouraging you to do the first free reading. So 
there's so many women that love to pull cards, that love to do readings, but don't know how to actually do the next step and serve the community with it or come out and actually stand out and say, yes, I do this, because that's a visibility issue. That's that's something that to stand in your power and say, I am intuitive and I'm here to help. That's a big thing just in itself. So it's something I'm quite passionate about is to, to help them. I'm there to hold your hand. I'm there for the people that never had their hands hold because my hand wasn't held. So that's part of what I'm doing. I'm there to help you. And at the moment I'm developing a little program, just an hour uh, an hour call, an hour class for a group to come and learn how to do your very first free reading in a Facebook group so that you can feel like you'll know all the moving parts to it and it won't stumble you and you'll be able to successfully do that and get your first bit of experience working with people that you don't know because maybe you've met, you've read for friends and family and now it's time to step out. Mm, that's a really good thing. I think it's it's a scary thing. Let's wind back to the time when you first started to um, share your gifts and serve in, mm. in a bigger way. Mm. What was that like for you? Oh, it was terrifying. Absolutely. I mean, I'd so relate to what everyone's going through because I don't think it changes. Because when you're intuitive, you're really standing there with nothing. Um, <laughs> you've got nothing behind you. You just basically have to say, this is what I'm feeling. This is what I'm tapping into. And, and then part of you is hoping to anything that oh, what you say is going to be right. And you, of course, you've got the what if they what if they say no? What if they look at you with a funny face? What if what will your friends think? All of those things are going on in my head, just as much as they would in anyone else's head. And and really, all it takes it's kind of like you just get on the horse and you ride, and that's the only thing. You just keep going because your spirit is with you and your intuition and your soul is backing you up and as you learn to just speak what you get it does get stronger like a muscle so yeah the only solution is to just open your mouth and start talking mm, i like that analogy about you know it's like a muscle mm. um, so much of life is like that we you know we learn through action um sitting yes. there and being scared and trying to work it all out in your head doesn't work does it no no, so it is like, yeah, so that's really important. I just want to emphasize that to, yeah, just go for it. And does it ever feel less terrifying and, and does it get easier? Uh, it sure does. Uh, it does. Um, because you do get that feeling like that biofeedback I talked about before, that feeling of you know when you're in the zone and you and you get those inner confirmations and you get the goosebumps and the tingles and the little kind of pings of, of, of feedback when you know, yes, this is right, I know I'm in the zone. And it, it, it does get easier. Hmm. So we have this whole issue of women being visible. And I, I, I mean, I don't keep mean to keep harping on this, but it seems like this visibility thing for women um, is something that's eons old. And, um, and I think it's really time for all of us to be able to to be more visible and share our gifts and and lift up together. Mm. So do you have any tips for women? I know you're doing the free, you know, offering the free um, in your Facebook group, the free mm. sessions for women who want to do free sessions to just put their toes in the water. But mm. for other people, our listeners out there, um, is there any other tips that, you know, can just start to be visible in a way that doesn't feel so terrifying and scary? Like, what did you do? I, I had a, um, 
Well, when I finally got the courage up to sort of even tell my friends, you know, it's almost like coming out of the broom closet kind of thing, uh, they, they looked at me and said, yes, we know you've always done that. You've always been like that. <laughs> Yeah. And I, I seem to be, I was the only one, I was the last one to realize it for myself, you know. So many times people, your friends will know that anyway. And if they don't know that, they might not be your friends to begin with. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I guess I just screwed up the courage. I had a very a forceful kind of incident when I was working because I was a body worker. I was an aromatherapist and I had my own studio in Byron Bay for 12 years. So um, when I had people on the massage table, you know, spirit would often turn up in the sessions. And one day it just got so strong. Um, and I was I was with a client that was with me for many years and he was a television presenter. And um, his mother in spirit turned up right, right by the table with holding a large calico cat. And she said to me, say the word mittens. And I'm saying to her in my head, going, I'm not going to say anything. I'm going to look stupid. I'm not going to say it. She said, say mittens. I go, no, say mittens. And back and forth, back and forth. Okay, all right. I will say the word mittens to this client who may get up off the table and never come and see me again. So I screwed up my courage and I said, I, you know, if I said the word mittens, what would it mean to you? And he said, that was the name of my cat when I was growing up. Um, and... At which point I knew that I, I that was okay. I knew that I had, was talking to a spirit. He knew that he said, "Well, in this case, I've got to tell you, your mum's here." And da 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 da. So it was a a teaching moment for both of us, I think. Mm-hmm. And uh, from that point on, I pretty much couldn't really ignore it anymore. And I kind of said, "All right, you win. I'm going to start speaking the things that I see." What a lovely story. (laughs) So um, I'm going to go into, um, from that issue of visibility, which I think a lot of women have an issue with. I mean, I know in my groups and people I work with, it's it's big. Um, But the other thing that I find also an issue for women is they have these gifts. And once they recognize them, then... How do they charge money for it? I think that yes. a lot of women have a problem with valuing their gifts. Yes. Oh, yes. The, I call it the, the crushed purple velvet poverty syndrome. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah it, it's, they feel embarrassed about their gifts. They think people say, well, it's a gift, so, um, you know, therefore it has to be given away. But, you know, you go to a dentist and they're specialized and you know you they you pay um and also you know we've got rents we've got i've got my organic dog treats i have to buy for bruce so you know there there are expenses involved just in living bruce is your dog not your husband right (laughs) (laughs) sometimes i get them confused yeah um you might have heard him wuffing just before he was got a very loud voice. But, um, yeah, so it's kind of, the, especially now, the one thing I really love about where um, intuitive readings are at now in, in this particular time and space is that there's a lovely crossover thing to happen with coaching. So we're getting this kind of blend coming into our intuitive readings where there's more emphasis on um, inspired action and steps to take after the reading. So um, there is a lot more, it's a lot more action-based and it's less passive. And so with this beautiful blend 
of coaching that's coming in and, and seeping into our, our readings, there is also the mindset changes and the, the headspace shifts and the, and the positive affirmations about your own worth and, and what, what is okay for you to have money. And this is what I'm loving about where we're at now in the intuitive arts is um, there's a lot more positivity coming through and we don't have to feel like we have to give stuff away anymore. That's so last century. It really is. Mm. And it's okay for us to be paid. And and I think if you don't think that, if you think oh, I've got to give it away or oh, no one will pay or there's a set rate for readings and all of that stuff, um, go read Denise Duffield Thomas's book because, you know, she'll set you straight. Mm. And, and Denise Duffield Thomas is... Can you um, tell us oh, about her? But, she, I mean, I know who she is, but for some of the <laughs> listeners, we'll just give Oh, them yeah. She's my spirit animal. She's um, an Aussie with a great sense of humor that has totally myth-busted uh, everything to do with money and your sense of worth and who you are in the world and how much money you think you are. It is okay for you to have. And uh, I love her because she came from, you know, just a, just a suburban Australian world and she's picked herself up just through sheerly just working on her headspace and her mindset. And um, she's a joy to listen to. And she gives away a lot of stuff for free too. So, um, yeah, just, just surrounding yourself by positive people really does help. Mm-hmm. When you were young growing up, did you have anyone in particular that you looked up to? Mm, like a mentor I wish yeah. I did I know I oh, I wish I did no so um, you basically found your own way yeah and did you do that just by reading and tuning into yourself and and gradually through life guiding you in different situations like you know having a client on the table and having his mother appear? <laughs> little events like that actually gave you more and more trust and faith in your gifts yes uh, that's why I'm so passionate about helping women now because I, I did have to bootstrap it myself mm. um, and but you know you, you're not really alone ever because you know I say that I did it by myself but you know also I know that spirit was with me and I know that I had the backing of you know my guides and and whoever you believe is with you uh, on the other side and once you do say to the world, I'm ready, this is me, I know I'm intuitive, and I, and it's like you put your hand up and a light goes on, you know, and then, then it's like the universe goes, yep, radio, great, because you've just stepped into more of your soul path, what your, what your destiny is. And, of course, doors open for you. It's like anything if you decide that something is really your, your path and something is your, your passion, the universe conspires, to make it so and so on one way yes you are alone another way you're never alone mm. and I love the the whole thing that you're talking about like that the whole um movement of intuition and and the gifts that you have and other women have in this area is becoming more and more less passive mm. so mm. Can you just unpack that just a little bit more? Like, because I really love that. I mean, people go to readings and they want to be told things. Yes. But but you're saying that there's this beautiful combination that's coming into play now. Mm, very much. And I, I do find probably 50% of my clients that I read for uh, are still what I would call old school. They want to be told. Mm-hmm. 
And 50% are like, what can I do? What can I know? And their questions reflect that. So their questions are like, what do I need to know about such and such in order for this outcome to happen? Right. right. Which yeah. which implies that they're ready to make the change. They're ready to actually do something as opposed to the other side who come and say, is my husband cheating on me? Or right. when will I, you know, when will I move to my dream house? You know, and that's kind of implying that they're not having a hand in their own destiny, which of course you do. Mm. Yeah, and I can see how empowering having a reading with someone like you and the other women that you're working with, how empowering that can be because that is like you're empowering other women. You know, you're not just telling mm. them something they want, but you're empowering them to tune into their own intuition and to really know and make a choice um, for what's going to be wonderful and joyful and growth enhancing in their life. Yes. I, I, in fact, I joke with them and saying, if, if I do my job well, I'll be out of a job. <laughs> right. Yeah. So um, there's another thing I want before we end, because believe it or not, 30 minutes has gone by already. Mm. But there's something that um, I want, I'm interested in at, that you're doing in January, and it's called the Psychic Connection System. Mm. Yes. Um, that's just my, well, it's probably the, the in-depth program to work with me one-on-one -on -one and in a group to really, like you said, unpack the psychic gifts for yourself. Cause I'm a big fan of you do it your way. So I can guide you and teach you, uh, the techniques and there is a system to psychic connection, which you can, once you learn, you will be able to do it foolproof all the time. No questions asked instead of wondering, oh, randomly, is it on at the moment? You know, have I got it on? You'll be able to switch it on when you want, how you want. Uh, and that is the psychic connection system. So I take a, a small group of people through, and it's usually about six weeks, and there's group calls, uh, training calls, as well as individual one-on-one. -on -one. So I work with you and just on what you need to sort of basically flower and I've had some, I have some amazing, I'm so impressed by the talent of the people I have now because they're doing the most remarkable things that even they didn't think they could do. So because we're on Skype, I watch their faces and, they, and they're like, <gasps> with this face, like, oh, my God, I got that right. And I go, yes, you did. And you can continue to get it right. Now you know the system. And is that, uh, is that program, Denise, is that something that you run often throughout the year or um, I, well, actually, because I overbooked myself, so I've still got um, about 20 clients that I'm still working with now, which is why it isn't available now. So uh, I'll be working through those through till Christmas, and then in January I'll offer it again for the first, the second time, because this one is only the beta one. So this is the, the next one in January will be the very first one in this new format. So um, I guess if you, I'm taking names on a wait list really is how it's happening at this point because it is a small group and um so if, if you're interested, you know, reach out, let me know, and I'll pop your name on a wait list and I'll be in touch just after Christmas. Mm. And what's the best way for the people to get in touch with you, Denise? Oh, probably my website, I would say. Mm -hmm. um, yes. Yeah, or Facebook, I guess. Um, I'm on both. So Denise Litchfield Clairvoyant is me on Facebook and it's also me on the website. Fantastic. So just, yeah, I'll put yeah. those, I'll put that up on the show notes oh, so great. people can link over or, you know, 
visit the website. And I highly recommend it because it's a beautiful <laughs> website. And you do have a video on there so people can get to know you and really enjoy how you bring your gifts into the world because they're very unique and, um, you know, being true to you. I always yes. say when you're true to you, then you're brilliant and yes. it just happens naturally. You don't have to try to be brilliant, you, but you do need to really be true to who you are and honor that and value that. Yes, very much so. So is there anything else that you'd like to leave with the listeners today? Maybe one last thing. Um, I think just allow those hunches to come through and just trust in yourself because your soul is talking to you all the time and it's us that have forgotten to listen. So if we just take a little moment to acknowledge that, yes, maybe that's a voice that I should follow um, and, and see where it leads, you might have a lovely discovery today. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Denise. It's an Thank honor you. to have you. And I'm so happy that I got to have you first yes. on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you everyone for tuning in today. I thoroughly enjoyed my chat with Denise Litchfield and I highly recommend that you do check out her website and some of her videos. They're wonderful and they have lots of good tips and tools and a lot of sense of humor as well, which is why I enjoy them so much. And if you're looking for more information about how to live a mindful, creative life, please visit my website, asiakennedy.com. And you can come over to my private Facebook group. It's a circle of women where we carry on the conversation about being a brilliant misfit and we're supporting each other, encouraging and inspiring each other to do it our way and to be true to ourselves. And until next time, always be true to you and be brilliant. Thank you. Much love. Thank you all for being here today. If you enjoyed the episode, please go to iTunes and give it a review and subscribe. And don't forget to join our private Facebook group, Brilliant Misfits. And for more information on living a creative life, www.asiakennedy.com.